super quick one for you we're going to be doing some limited edition t-shirts on the channel i'm wearing the first of them this is the arm wars sinister black edition there's only going to be a hundred of these shirts made it's a special promotion if you want to get your hands on one of these one of the 100 t-shirts on the sinister black range the link is in the description get yourself there i'm wearing an xl right here i'm like six foot one i weigh about 108 kilos and this is an xl to give you an indication on size if you want one of these bad boys get yourself down there any problems at all just email us supernatural strength channel at gmail.com that's supernatural strength channel at gmail.com and we'll get an additional link out to you get yours now mother fluffers okay Ray, can you move forward a bit mate you're quite small <laughs> sort of he's only five foot three or whatever so. five foot two <laughs> how tall are you really five foot seven five, yeah i was gonna say i thought you i would have guessed you at five eight five nine but okay yeah you can guess whatever you want yeah you got i know you got i got you got like we got a lot of feedback on the the measurements thing you know, <sighs> you know the size of the head thing right there. I mean, everyone's saying that, like, what the hell has a head got to do with arm wrestling? I said, look, I don't actually think I've got a big head uh, in, in, you know. I oh, think if some people... You do. Well, I don't know. I mean, I was once stood near Tito Ortiz at a UFC. <laughs> and Tito Ortiz's head, yeah, you funny. would not want that guy to headbutt you. <laughs> head is big. Really big, you know. Some guys you look at and they just look big, you know. Massive head. I don't figure. I don't. I don't there's think my head is. There's something big. to say though. There's something to say for a head that looks small but is big. I don't want to figure out what's what up. I tried that line with my missus loads of times. She ain't buying it. Not buying it. No. Not having that. I've said that is really bigger than you think. She's like, no. I'm like, it's much bigger. Yeah. It punches above its weight. It's all yeah. perspectives, right? Yeah. It's all about perspective. Yeah. All the time. So you, 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 you don't want a girl with big, big, big hands, you know? No, you don't. That's it. <laughs> imagine, imagine girl with my hands like, my honey. Oh, my God. Make you feel bad about yourself. Terrible. Anyway. <laughs> We got a topic. Now then, we should start the show. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> you two guys. I just yeah. need one. I'm, I'm trying to wash away the sins. Ah, wait a minute. Right, here we go. Professional, the professional aura is washing over me. It's coming up. Coming up. Yeah. Zen. Ladies and gentlemen, we should shut up. Ah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really going to Ah, shake out the demons. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Fix. Yes, we're on again. Roll, ro Roly Ray was trying to throw me off the game there. Look at Roly Ray now in the background. You can see all the cupping marks around his... You can see where you've had it on your elbow there, mate. It looks like you've got a massive bruise. But that's that's the, that has done some serious 
that's had some effects there, hasn't it? And when did you have that on, Ray? Yesterday. Yes. All right. Jesus. Oh. Oh. These ones. Yeah, don't, yeah. don't overcook it, Ray. You crack on, son. Don't, yeah. How, how I want, long do you spend there? I want to be tan, so I want to be purple. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look like a massive bell end. Week, maybe <laughs> ten days. Tremendous, <laughs> son. Uh, anyway, we'll finish introducing our technical director, Roy Royce, the voice of arm wrestling, ladies and gentlemen. There he is, live and direct, right there. We got the white talk, Paul Lynn, in the mother fluffing house from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, looking absolutely massive as usual. And uh, what is your weight now, Paul? You're about two ten ish, two twenty. Yeah, in between there, in between there. So about sixteen, seventeen, probably. I got sick, lost a little bit of weight, gained it back. Could be one of the men, most likely, in and around the middleweight division in the United States of America. His last out in the White Hawk looked like he was slaying all bones and slaying people that were by no means bones. But if we're talking about world-class middleweights, there's only one man on this call, and he lives down under, and his name is Ryan Bowen. And he's raising $50,000 U.S. to pull... Hey. How much hey. are we up to now, Ryan? Since like, this is show 55, last Just time we checked in. That, careful with that USD claim, you know. I'm, oh, you're not going It's Aussie dollar, is it? Yeah. No, well, 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 let's, when I give you progress reports, it's Aussie dollar progress reports. But we'd yeah, like yeah, to get yeah. a 50 USD. Anyway, Aussie I'm making so many gains. My, my, my ears don't even fit in these damn cup yeah. holders anymore. Well, that's because of your 24-inch head. <laughs> that's what that is. <laughs> The 24 is smart. <laughs> yeah, must be smart. Makes you stronger. <laughs> for those of you who haven't noticed, little change of change of attire there, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for uh, Western Survivor beef jerky for this hoodie. I probably won't make it through the show with this on because it's a bit warm. But what can I tell you? Adam Vandal, Western Survivor, brings you this show in association with Napit UK, the very best supplements in the fucking world. Um, guys, we're going to start this off with Ryan Bowen's question because the rest of the show might get eaten up a little bit. And Ryan said, guys, and it's rare that he does this, guys, I've got a question I want to put to you. So, Ryan, we are all yours, son. For anybody who can pay 50 grand for a match, we'll answer anything more. <laughs> My question would be, if if the arm wrestling athletes of the world were were shares on the stock market, who would you be buying and who would you be selling? Ooh. Ooh. Topical. Ooh. Yes. Ooh. Who's going first? Who's bravest? Wow. Well, you're brave. You've worked in the stunt industry. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so what are we talking about? We're talking about, like, or what is the stock? So, like, is the yes. stock? Yeah, yeah, the, the, the athlete is the stock. So, Levan's saying this really interest, is really expensive. Interest and everything else? Are, yeah, are like, we weighing it's, arm it's, wrestling ability? Or are we <laughs> weighing, like, who is going to be... The Big. most talked about or marketable. Oh, well, however you see it, who would you buy and who would you who would you be dumping that share? If if I'm looking at social media content and I, like I'm I'm buying it like quality of arm wrestlers, I'm buying anyone who is getting on social media right now. So like, and it might sound silly, but I'm buying Gennady Kukvinia because he is now putting out a lot of stuff. And it is it is making people look at him 
And it is all of that is bringing attention to his arm wrestling ability. And the idea that Laban is is also getting a, a probably a help managing a, a YouTube platform, it's mega. You know, if if Justin Bishop were to finally like, <laughs> I've talked to Justin a bunch. I'm like, just make a YouTube video and put your TikToks on YouTube. Like, just double up on it. You know what I mean? And <laughs> like, if Justin Bishop makes a YouTube channel, I'm buying Justin Bishop. I'm putting my entire portfolio investment into Justin Bishop. But that's how I'm looking at it. Now, if we're going to look at like, all right, who's getting better, you know, and who's going to be the next whatever contender or whatever the case may be, I guess that's a different discussion. Who have you got in that oh. case, mate? If you get, yeah, in that case. Yeah, I'm wrestling What what are we looking at? Like overall, we're looking at like like top yeah. eight level, like super heavies. Yeah, any 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 class. Break Someone that is undervalued that 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 has that that you know is more valuable than than the world thinks they are. Mm. Ah, Jordan Sill. Off topic. Jordan Sill is not weak. <laughs> Okay. Oh my God. And Jordan still is healthy. Okay. I think that, I mean, that, 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 he's unbelievable. And I think, you know, there were some injuries that Jordan didn't talk about that I was made aware of, um, that are healed now in a surgery that took place. Um, that, that I think is, I think Jordan still. And then my other, my other, my other one is Jerome Loud. Jerome Loud. Was he pulling through Dan Mosier pretty comfortably? Okay, yeah, that that was the overall. Um, and I know he 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 don't want to talk about the overall, whatever. So let's talk about the class in terms of matches, mate. The matches? Yeah. What was the backstory? We'll get back onto this whole and get everybody's, you know, on Ryan's on Ryan's question. But what was the in that particular case? Has anybody had like bruising matches before that? I mean, he pulled both of his, both of his, uh, both of his, his classes right and left had Herman in it. So, and there was a couple other guys that were solid in that class too, I believe. So I know Jerome did, um, Jerome did take a loss to Herman left, but he did win the class. So he had just won the class. So I, he didn't have, I don't think he, he didn't take, he didn't have an easy run to it. And then if I understand how the, 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 um, the overall went, BJ Fukak, he had to beat BJ Fukakis first. And then he had to pull, um, then he had to pull, then he beat Dan, then he pulled Robbie. That's the way I understand it. And, and he, he obviously had a, he, he had a decent class in it. And then Dan, Dan had one tough match with Nate, Nate Adams. Um, he took Nate's hand and he had to, and when I say a tough match, it's a tough match for Dan. It was maybe five or six seconds, but he had to pump and work to, to win that. So well, I don't know. Was the, was the match with BJ hard? I didn't see it. I, but he doesn't know BJ Fukakis. That, he, he's, a, you know, yeah. he's a solid middle-level puller in the States in that weight division. He's got the best name in arm wrestling also. I mean, BJ Fukakis. That literally sounds like a multiple-choice question from a caveman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know? no, BJ's good. BJ's real good. I, 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 I always I, like I, to think so. <laughs> Jerome? <laughs> Jerome yeah, <laughs> Jerome's Jer- Jerome a break. has like a, a break. Yeah, <laughs> Jerome has a mega like a mega large hand. Like if you talk about like measurements and stuff, I think he he would be somebody that would be interesting to measure up. Like as far as like fingertip to to wrist. You're talking um, like cut, Alan Jashel size. I um, think so. 
I mean, like I said, I've never pulled Jerome. I just, you yeah. know, I, I've got a lot of common reference points and, and he's a guy that doesn't get talk, talked about a whole lot because he doesn't have any social media platform. Um, but he is, he is deaf and he's actually somebody that I would like to see pull Jordan. I think that is a great stylistic yeah. matchup. That is a nice matchup. But so. Jordan's probably a bit bigger now, isn't he? Jerome, I mean, I, Jordan's like 230, 235 and I think that's what Jerome is. Okay, right. So they're right. They're, they're right in that. You know, in that ballpark. Fair enough. I think Jordan's just a, a taller, larger human mm-hmm. for that weight. Um, his frame can probably carry a little bit more. So getting back to Ryan's question, Roly Roly Royce, you want to go? Okay. Um, Michael Todd stock is 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 underratedly low, and I would be buying it right now because it's going to be huge. Um, Competitors, you know, there's so many. It's it's really, you know, Morozo is hot. I would invest in Vlad. I think he's highly underrated in the under 80 kilo world. Um, there's there's some Hermes, in my opinion, is underrated. I would buy his stock. And now that he's out with Larry. Yeah. Even without that. Even without that. Mm. But um, Pitching someone, I'm, I'm thinking about someone who was rising up and then, you know, kind of was diminishing away. And it's, it's hard to think of someone right now. And I don't want to, you know, I, I don't want to talk bad about anyone. You know, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, we didn't talk about diminishing. Yeah. It's, well, it's, I, love, I love how much bottle we've got no, on this I'll, show. I'll, I'll talk about the diminishing. For me, if I if I was... I think someone who's had a very high stock, you know, like, I'm talking arm wrestling here, I'm not talking social media, um, because okay. this, this social media is probably still going to be tracking up for a very long time. But Devin Larratt, I believe, is is rounding the hill, uh, or getting over the hill, oh, commencing yeah. kind, getting over the kind. hill. He, he is someone who, he will say that in five years' time, the King's move will be the best it's ever been, and, and it may be the case that he can maintain, but I don't see... An upside. I see a, a flat period maybe before he finally starts turning down. But but that's no, not to but take away from him. Ah. He's he's probably mm. someone who'll do it till he's seventy two and be like a George Zakowitz at seventy two. See, I don't um, know whether I, think, I agree I think, with that. I think I, I, I think Devin will come. Result. Oh. I think uh, he will come back. Like right now, but he's dealing with you know uh, health issues and everything health else. Issues. He can't have to travel. So there's no, no, no one's making videos with him and everyone wants to, everyone wants to. So right now, correct, his stock is getting lower. It should be because, you know, he's not being kind of active. But as soon as he gets out, I think we'll, he will jump to an, an unforeseen heights. If that match with Michael happens, biggest thing in Armistice history, in, in, with or without Levon, in my opinion. Just, so that, you know, everyone knows that Devin. match will everyone happen at some Devin. point, whether it's WL, whether it's outside. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. one match, yeah. you know, the moment, yeah. obviously, it's going to happen at some point, you know, yeah. uh, because it just makes all the sense in the world, with or without yeah. the leagues, whatever happens. But I'll tell you, the, Devon, for me, Devon, I think, can still be right in the mix. Because not long yeah. back, he was fucking yeah, yeah, well, Remember, the, the question is not, is Devon in the mix, is will he, will you make a profit? Buying Devin Larratt shares right now. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Enough, I, I would, uh, I would be buying yeah. right now yeah. when they're very low. Yeah, when he gets that, when I get, when he gets back <laughs> out amongst it, Ryan. For me, it's yeah. all about whether he's in the mix because his character and his sort of uh, 
appeal to the wider audience, Jesus, it's proven. People love oh, yeah. him. That, that, that side of things will never never stop trending up. I think, he's so I, I think if, he's, if he's competitive, arm wrestling, which I personally, I'm going to go on the opposite side of that page and say, I think Devon's very competitive. I think Devon is very accessible. He's not the guy that puts himself out there when he's absolutely perfect and and, and goes out and, and crushes people and doesn't allow them to access him. He's like the polar opposite of that. He lets everybody in, 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 the, in the last last episode, we, we talked, and I kind of didn't say my thought. Like, who would be interesting for top eight, or you know, for that climate, and who wasn't there? And I would say, really, Devon Laird. Like, match ma- matches with him would be more interesting. And if he doesn't take out the big straw right away, he takes you know some some normal matches, and everyone understands what they are. But if he takes someone like that and that he sees like okay, there's a still strength difference he, because he needs to figure out the strength difference, and we could see clearly different Devon Laird in a year's time because right right now he's just texting himself and when he gets to a match he's like okay I get but if he let's say he gets um, I don't know like uh, let's say Trubin he gets Trubin he somehow wins Trubin and then he's like thinking like uh, that that was a hard match and he. Truman lost to these guys. Okay, how do I get stronger? And this is where he, because right now he's in the middle, like, I will show up with my best form and see where that goes, you know. So uh, he would be extremely entertaining, extremely good for top eight for PL brand, in my opinion, to have him there, to have him in that mix. And for him as a competitor as well, because you, you don't grow, you know, when you, when you have basically touched every hand you have pulled before, because right now he's they're trying to bring Gennady to pull with him because he hasn't pulled Gennady. You know that's interesting. But everyone else in WL he has basically pulled. You know. Yeah. You I know, think there's a big I'm... influx of guys coming in though. Uh, well, yeah. not think. I know there was an influx of new guys coming in and new blood coming in, which would have made life very interesting. You know, guys like you say, like Gennady Quickvenia uh, and others that I that I know of. You know, and that would have been, oh yeah, there were some very, very strong guys coming in there. I'm even, I mean, even like Kadecha, you know, Alex would have been another very interesting addition. Because for me, Alex Kadecha is another rising star. Yeah, rising. Huge dude who, uh, he's going to be one of the guys on my list in terms of, you know, whose stock would you be buying. For me, Alex Kadecha is ace. Yeah, I really liked the, the interviews that you did with him. I thought, like, personality-wise, he was a cool, like, that's the type of guy that I would kind of get behind and root for. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. He is the biggest, yeah. most lovable mother fluffer you can imagine. Alex yeah. Kadecha is a great bloke. Yeah. Just a yeah. genuinely lovely dude. You could tell. And he looks yeah. ace. He's and got he's the charisma. He's a baby. Yeah. He's got it all yeah. going on. Can you? How good can that guy get with that size, that natural size, and you know his yeah. his ascension has been rapid. I think he's great, and I think he can he can be a real force. I think Morosov, you've got to say, yeah, you know. undeniable, undeniable. Because he's the he's Ivan Drago, isn't he? You know what I mean. If he dies, he dies. Yeah, he's got that right now. He's got that going down big time. He's got that aura of menace. And he's mega strong. 
I mean, even the bad boy thing after what happened over in Turkey, you know, when he pulled there and he got a bit of a reputation there for sort of decimates, you know, just cracking guys one off the other. And and I think I think I think Morozov is one of those guys that you want to see how good he is. Like we're not sure where his ceiling is. I'm not, you know. I'm sure he's not the very, very best in the world at the moment, but I bet he's not far off. I bet he's up there. Where that guy comes in, and, and in the next couple of years, who knows how good he can get? Because a big dude, he's very complete and pull anywhere. He's young, you know. So I think Morozov's got to be one you got to invest in. Um, I I want to see Sarah Backman's resurgence. As yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, looks great. Yeah. Great personality. Strong. Ass. Number f- number five in the men's division. Yes, he's hey, rising up the say. rankings in the 176 <laughs> men's. <laughs> and she's got that obsessive yeah. pursuit. You know what I mean? Yeah. When Sarah Sarah sets her mind on achieving a goal, she is very hard to talk out of it. You know? I would love to see Sarah and Gabby again now. Yeah. <laughs> that that yeah. was the that was the first thing that came to my mind when I saw that video. With the Greg. Uh, yeah, like someone sent it to me. Like I somebody I forget, somebody one of the guys I talked to online sent it to me and was like, What do you think of this? And I was like, I I the first thing that came to my mind was, Well, if this is Sarah's current state and you know, I wonder how that relates to Gabby, the idea of Gabby being, being potentially stronger. Or did did Sarah level back up to where it could be a more uh, even match. I mean, it's it's funny, isn't it? You can't read too much into the whole. Right. Yeah, there she is on video pinning Greg Gray because I, I I personally have no doubt that if Greg Gray isn't busted up, then that that's a very different situation. I don't think Sarah can beat Greg Gray. But um, what I would say is that Sarah's fluidity on the table there, the way she's balanced, the way she stays right. with the shoulder, the control. Looks really good. She looks like she's been arm wrestling again. She looks right. sharp. And she looks, her table form is there. Her prowess is there. So I think she's a different girl in terms of her familiarity with the table than she was. Right. And yeah. I think, like, Greg Gray is probably going to get some flack for this. So, like, whoever's listening to this, like, let's be serious. Like, if you, if you pull really, really hard, like, for a long time and you get yourself to the point where you're completely blown up, like, I, I'm, I could lose to Sarah for sure. You know, if I'm blown up and my hand's gone. Um, and it looked like what, I, like what you're saying, Neil, though, that's the most impressive part, regardless of whatever state, uh, Greg was in. Uh, Sarah's ability to kind of gain control of his hand and then continue to work to take more and more. Uh, to yeah, me, because that, regardless, like you say, wherever Greg is, it's the way that Sarah take, take Greg out of the scenario. Sarah is clearly redlining for some of the match. There are elements in there where she is at the red line and yet has the wherewithal to stay with her arm, to stay balanced, to stay control, make the right moves at the right time. That's all the thing, isn't it, I think? All over, she's all over the pad, moving and changing, Mm -hmm. uh, which, and like you said, and that was a true red line state, which so regardless of how they got there, they got to the point where the playing field was even, which is so beautiful. And that's such a great thing about, uh, about arm wrestling training in general is, is as long as you're using your energy correctly, you can practice with just about anybody and get yourself to that point. And I feel like the camera caught that perfect moment when the, the, the playing field is even. You know, yeah. and then watch when somebody, when the playing field's truly even, the moves that are made 
and how it winds up, that's the that's the high speed chess that I think is so addicting. Yeah, I've got another one to throw in on the guy whose stock I'd be buying as well. Uh, I'm gonna go two straight away, and one of them's that you know obviously uh, Ray threw in the cheeky little Latvian big uh, up there where he went. Vlad the Destroyer. Have I mentioned that guy on this show? Vlad the Destroyer is pretty good. Underrated. I'm gonna go Tom Holland on that yeah. one. And another, uh, another, another guy that I want to throw out there as well uh, is Teresaitis. Yeah. Mindogus is a bad mother fluffer. And he's I don't think I don't think he's underrated. I think he's he's he's, I think he's like on a global level, mate. I think he's. I stock. don't think so. I think he's I stock and his character. Oh, it's it's just going to go up. A, yeah. What he's here, yeah. I think his persona. He's still underground. If, you, if you're under out. 75 kilos and you know Mindaugus is going to be there, you're shitting your pants. <laughs> you know that. Well, Everyone knows that. If you go to North America, yeah. not a lot of people that knowledgeable I, about I, don't know his character. I think, I think everyone, like, you go to any tournament now, and if, Jeff, if they know Jeff, you know, if they know Jeff Hale, they know what happened with him and Arnold, you know, so... It's uh, to I me mean, though that's just table. Right yeah, Jeff. It's old, it was all okay. silent. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like yeah, yeah, there's yeah. a guy who's yeah. another nameless faceless. Like a lot of the Talgat's another one. You see video yeah. of Talgat and Talgat smashing a guy, but everybody's like, but I wonder what his voice sounds like because nobody's ever heard Talgat talk. I mean, he may be a mute. Nobody imagine it's, it's high pitched, like really high pitched. Yeah, like David Beckham <laughs> used to be. He'd come up and say, "Well, I just thought I'd commit." <laughs> <laughs> really, really fast. <laughs> yeah. I'd still love him if his voice was like that. He could sound like anything. I'd still be like, yeah, but he's amazing. He might sound like Sweep, but I don't care. He's awesome. <laughs> no, to be honest, I think uh, Mindogus has got that cutting, sarcastic, self-confident yeah. humour going on. Yeah. And it's yeah. come across a little bit in the bits of things that he's done. But I think that can go to a new place. I think if he starts to pull big name pullers in North America as well, and he gets like, uh, you know, if World Arm Wrestling League did some interview stuff with him uh, and it got blown up a bit, I think there's going to be that polarizing effect where some people are like, I hate that mother. And others yeah. are going to be like, oh, I love him. So you want to, like, we, we were in Mondol with Giannis for, um, when, when he was pulling, uh, Daniel Prokopchuk. Mm-hmm. So, like, he was talking all this smack before, and we're like, okay, so we're like four hours before. So I said, let's do one last interview with him. Giannis sits down, mm-hmm. and he's so nice. He's like, I, will you, what you're gonna do? How you're gonna win? You know, because we're gonna post it when the, like, about half an hour before match is happening. And if you watch that interview, he was so nice. And I'm looking at Yannis. Yannis is looking at me. He's like, where is the guy? Like, what, what's happening? <laughs> Where's the real Mindaugas? I'm like, I'm like, what happened overnight? Like, day before, he's like, yeah, I'm going to just take his arm. I'm going to do this. And and all. Oh, he's like, well, we'll see. Maybe he's strong there. We'll see. Maybe. How do you see it? Mm, I might win. I'm like, might win? <laughs> yeah. The real, the real Mindaugas is like, putting. Isn't he? <laughs> yeah. he's, he's like, he's not yeah. only going to say he's going to win, he's also going to say yeah. you're a bit shit as well. Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't matter who you are, you know what I mean? Yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's, okay, and his confidence like sometimes will bite him in ass, and I have seen it happen before, <laughs> uh, but but it's still, it's still, he's, uh, yeah, I agree, he's someone, uh, 
the light, light, lightweight guys you should be looking out for. Minogas is, is uh, yeah, is coming. And it's, a, it's such a shame that the the, the WL season was canned by COVID at that time because he was another one that was right there on that brink, you know, and you had him teed up with guys like Doug Ehrlich and Tom Katowski. Yeah. And, yeah. Even Giannis, mate, that's yeah. a, you know, he's a threat for anyone. For everyone. Everyone, yeah. you know, yeah. so. Yeah, hopefully that has that answered the question enough, mate, or are we still looking for? No, that's good. That's, that's, that's good. It is a fascinating question for me, and I, I found myself thinking that way because I was talking with Devin about uh, the future of gambling in the sport, and I was thinking, oh, then it just led me to thinking about cryptocurrencies, and I thought, well, gee, what if arm wrestlers with, with crypto coins? Uh, who would be buying a Devin Larratt coin and things like that? It yeah. just, it better just made me start thinking, who would you buy? Who would you sell? As uh, soon yeah. as it would drop, I would I would spend all my savings on Devon coins. On the Devon coins? <laughs> yeah, it's going to rise up again. And Honestly, it, though, like, <laughs> how fascinating would that be? How Devin, fascinating Devin, would that be if you did an initial – if you did if you did an initial market opening and you listed the 100, world, 100 most popular armistices on the planet, mm-hmm. it would be fascinating to see what coins <laughs> coin sold and which ones didn't. It really watched the market from there. Because there are some guys that, for whatever reason, from an arm, I think very much from an arm wrestling perspective, if they're not accompanied by a bit of character, that they just go unnoticed. And they can do anything. They can be amazing, get any result you want, and nobody really, they never get that traction. And it always, always astounds you, doesn't it? You know, you think, holy, they they walk off. I think Dan Moses a bit like that. He started to get, you know, Dan Moser's been that guy that there's always as many people want to knock Dan down as build Dan up somehow. It's like he can he yeah. can be great, and because he's winning so quick and he doesn't get in those, ca- and you don't get the character with it, he's almost like he's such a nice guy. Nice he's guy almost guy. too nice. Yeah, <laughs> it's quite weird. Whereas Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you should buy some blue stocks. Some blue stocks. Yeah, get some blue stock right I, I, now. I'm still confessed. I, I swear, I'm one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. I, I love, I love that analogy. By the way, Ryan, I love that freaking analogy. The cryptocurrency thing. I'm, I'm kind of into this stuff. I, I you know, you know. Yeah. I love it. It is, it'd be interesting. I, 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 like I said, I, I have my my mind is always ticking over on how we can grow the sport and business and all this stuff. And I, I'm telling you, crypto coins, and I'm thinking, yeah, arm wrestlers with coins, like, people I'm, would buy yeah. that stuff. Like, I'm really not coins. buying it. I'm not buying it. I started early on. I bought and everything. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm on to other things with that. I'm not buying. I'm not buying any arm wrestler cryptocurrencies. I'm mining. <laughs> I am, I am I'm buying mines. I'm getting yeah, mining. I'm and I'm, and, and you know what? You know who I'm mining? I'm mining Chance Shaw. I'm bringing Chance Shaw yeah, up to yeah. work with me and Storm as much as we possibly can. Mm. And Chance Shaw is the coin that I am going to mine because I believe that's the one that's going to be good. Where's Chance's <laughs> weight right now, mate? He is huge. <laughs> <laughs> Chance said he will drop down to 90 kilos and we will have a super match. Mate, I, I have been saying forever. I love it's Shaw. never going to happen. Never, never. going to happen. Nah, he's, at like, he's like 270. He's going towards supers. And he's kind of, <laughs> yeah. But he's pulling, he's got like, he's got a match with, uh, he just beat Dustin Allen. Yeah. Um, yeah. Can you pull him Ron Bass soon? He's got Ron Bass yeah, coming, Ron and he's got Jordan Sill. Holy. Yeah. Yeah. So two, well, 
250 when I pulled him. So yeah, he's, he's 270 now. He's bigger. Yeah. Jesus, was he 250 when you pulled him? Yeah. yeah. God damn, he carried that weight. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't look. You don't see it. He's very like he. He's. He's very you, big chested. He's he distributed everywhere, so you don't see it. He didn't look two fifty. He's big. Wow. Yeah. I, when I when I met when I met Chance in the flesh, I just barrel chested thickness, the width of his shoulders, everything. Very 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 broad. Mm. My God, he fills out a bad shirt. <laughs> yeah. Can't knock that, mate. Awesome. Yeah. Next so anyway, question. anyway, I, I, I might, I might, how, I might somehow create a, a, a few arm wrestler coins one day. You never know. Hey, I wouldn't put it, but I wouldn't put it for anything past you, Ryan. These days, mate, I wouldn't. Uh, oh my goodness. <laughs> you, you, you're a, you're a man of many talents, dude. Let's just have a, an update. Uh, what is the most recent development in the RVJ steroid tested match? Mm, most recent developments, uh, essentially we're trying to get our, um, get our heads around, uh, the viability and the cost of, of the testing. Um, once we have an appreciation of that, um, a commitment of the budget towards that, um, and finding out things like timeframes on when that, when, uh, that organization would need to have those funds cleared in their accounts for it to actually be part of it. So there's, there's a bit of toing and froing going on in that sense at the moment. Um, the intent is certainly there. We've got structures in place for how we're going to distribute the content. Um, sales pitches need to happen to certain distribution networks and subsequent third party sponsors, but, um, it's all kind of just shuffling down into place and, um, moving forward steadily. I mean, the, the, the whole testing thing and how, how long are you planning on having that? Is it six months? Honestly, Rob, this is, Rob, Rob wants it kind of the four month minimum. Four think. month minimum. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so what, what frequency, mate? Um, well, that, that's the, that's the kind of thing we would give, uh, the organization a budget and, um, Rob and I have made mention of 10 grand. Um, as the budget, and then it would be up to that organisation to say, "All right, you've paid us the ten grand. Anywhere from now between between now and the date, um, we might we might give you a call and say we'll be at your place in an hour. You need to be prepared to give a sample, and we don't know what the sample will be. So, um, I don't know how many times that 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 tested. We had uh, the what is it? More plates, more dates." Yeah, that's what um, I wanted to talk about. I didn't get to watch that video. Can we like recap that? Because doesn't that channel have like four hundred thousand subscribers? Yeah, that, like that, how I, did they find uh, out? I, I, four hundred fifty thousand subscribers. This guy, I uh, I didn't know of this gentleman at all. I asked Lachlan there. I said, "Who is this guy?" And, and Lachlan goes, "Oh man, this guy is like the guy on all things PD, on everything PD. This is YouTube's most uh, respected knowledge. And if, when you listen to this guy talk," He clearly knows his stuff, um, and he he rattles off the science of the testing and um, what it takes to be um, bulletproof. Because he was picking on the word that I use, bulletproof testing. Because for me and Rob, it feels like bulletproof testing. I wouldn't have it like there's just no way in in hell I'd be able to uh, even come. I wouldn't wouldn't know where to start if I was trying to hide something. I would wouldn't have a clue how to get around. So almost uh, it'd be like you 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 playing on a guy that is unbelievably knowledgeable in getting around the test to sort of work the other way, almost like when they get 
you know, safe breakers to tell them how to catch a thief. Yeah. yeah. This, this guy basically said that for bulletproof testing, uh, it would cost five grand per athlete to be tested, and that would you could be bulletproof for 24 hours. That's it. Um, and so it, it, you would only be bulletproof for 24 hours. You can, yeah. You can. He said you can only be bulletproof for 24 hours with five grand worth of testing. So it's a, oh, the, it, but but that's the, the thing is that the random nature of it, and it's just a deterrent more than it is an actual guarantee. But but to be bulletproof, you need to have twenty thousand dollars worth of investment into your chemistry team that's preventing you from popping uh, the test. So. So clearly, Rob nor I have that. Nor neither of us are interested in that. Um, so it, 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 the term bulletproof was just the term I used because it certainly feels bulletproof to me. Um, because goodness me, I would, like I said, I'm, I wouldn't have a clue where to start. I'm very low on knowledge when it comes to TEDs, so I wouldn't have a clue how to avoid a thing, let alone uh, yeah, have the money to actually invest in trying to dodge it, dodge, dodge it. So, but. It was really cool to see this guy involved in it. The fact that he's, the, like I said, as Lawson described to me, the foremost knowledge on PEDs when it comes to the YouTube world. Um, the fact that he picked up on the match and was talking yeah. about the match. and uh, was, yeah, He was found awesome. it on his own. He found it on his own. Yeah. 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 That, that's very... Because they were looking into uh, into Armistice. They they, made, they did some podcasts and talking about Armistice on PEDs and things like that, so... Those videos can be found online. Yeah. I'm going to look at it. I, uh, just, I find the whole thing really, really interesting, and I have yet to, to watch the guy's assessment, but I'm going to. It's on my list of things to do. Yeah, I'm going to check that out yeah. also. Sounds very interesting. It really does. And, um, and at this point in time, what sort of your next when, – when do you plan to do the next update, Ryan? Um, the next structure. I'm trying to work in – Trying to work in at the moment. I'm working in week week blocks, week blocks of of talking with with Rob, talking um, uh, with yourself for for events and things like that. Yeah, just bouncing off a few different people, but a week at a time for trying to take another step forward and solidifying something. Um, we we are of course under the same umbrella of restrictions on COVID and travel as as everyone. So we 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 have to keep that in mind. We can't we can't just put money down and lock down stuff that's going to be non-refundable. Uh, so we have to kind of be willing to be flexible in that state. But the intent is there from all parties. Um, so it's just stepping forward gently. Yeah. Wow. So at this point in time, um, you're not sort of, you've not sort of set your mind on that as being your next match and you're not dedicating your specific training it, or anything it, like that at this point. Not, oh, Rob, no, no, it's, it, it's, it's Stolen my mind when it comes to thinking, and, and when I say stolen my mind, all of my training is is thinking about Rob. But I, I also acknowledge that I'll probably face a few other people before Rob in the Australian scene. Um, I want to face Ben Carroll, Ryan Scott, uh, maybe Lockwood there. Um, so th- those matches might happen before then. But but even if those matches do happen, I'm preparing for Rob. Constantly, I'm preparing for Rob. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So what, it, what it, you mentioned a couple of things that piqued my interest. Um, the first one being, obviously, Ben Carroll. You spoke about that match on here before. When are you looking to pull Ben? Uh, well, yeah, Ben was one that I had booked for February 6th, and COVID killed it literally four days before. Um, he's been state locked out my state if I wasn't permitted into his state without 
two weeks before, isn't it? So it's kind of so, like the Rolly Royce Froda match. It's one of those that's just been there. Yeah. And, and you've just, got that lined up, haven't you, Ray? Is that yeah. August? August. We'll see. And is, that, <laughs> yeah. the, is it the Harban, Harbanger Open, is it? Harbanger Open? Yeah. Yeah, hard and get open. Um, yeah, yeah, this will be a huge event. Yeah, we we should we should have Neil pick up doing commentary and shit. Engen's mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. gonna be there. John, if traveling is allowed, will be there, and and many more. I think people is Engen arm wrestling, Ray? No, he's just uh, doing seminars, and you know. What about a 95-kilo version or 90-kilo version of Engin versus Paul the White Oakland? Sure. Could be interesting, couldn't it? I'd be honoured. Paul's, Paul's in that position where, he's, where yeah. he is one of those people that... We Why do, not? We need data on, on Paul versus anyone and everyone in the world. Um, yep. So, yeah, yep. love that. Yep. I'd love to, yeah. Yeah, Paul, you look like you'd leveled up to me, mate, when I thought last, you know, people can say what they want. I know some of the guys that you arm wrestled that day, and uh, you looked very, very strong from what I could see, because it was the manner in which you, you had that sort of, my arm ain't going anywhere, so screw the wrist and hand, and then when the strap went on, you just absolutely caned people. So you looked to me like uh, you were... Well, it was... It was it was more informative, I think, for myself and figuring out my own confidence levels. Because I know I, I know what I've been doing there in this past year. Like <laughs> that's like I think you know I I haven't been putting out as much like training videos and things like that just because I don't have my mojo for that during COVID and everything. But I know the amount of time I'm logging. What I don't, what I didn't know throughout that year is how how I was going to do with ready goes and things. Um, you know, other than other than the stuff we're doing at practice. So, but you've um, got a stable of pullers at practice, mate, and have those guys that are around you been saying, "Holy shit, you, you, yeah." Have you have you visibly leveled up with them? Um, I, I think so. I think so. Like I worked most recently, who I've been working with most is Paul Talbot because he's in he's in my town like three nights a week. So, um, yeah, I've been feeling pretty good. I, and you know what? Honestly, the best gauge of it is my left. Mm. I think the best gauge of it is, and then my left is not even 100% healthy. Like, I still have some elbow issues. But, like, just honestly, I my, my overall understanding, I think, of where I'm at now, I am really knocking on the door left arm, I think, in North America, uh, of, of being relevant left arm. Um, and that's just, you know, from from working with Paul all the time. And, you know, and I had a match with him in the overalls uh, left arm that, that went, about 35 seconds or, you know, something like that. So I'm, I think looking at that, like my, my right, I think that, that's my gauge. And I, and, you know, working with Jordan, I actually felt better with Jordan left arm and I think he's left dominant. So I think, um, those are, those are my gauges. So I don't know. We'll see. I I just want to get back to competition. I want to get back to aiming at a target or something, you know? The training without a target is tricky, and that's like Ryan talking about having Rob on the back burner. Like, what do you focus on and everything else? Mm. Um, I'd like to have that back, but COVID's so tricky. Like, you, you, you know, hey, we get these things planned. You, you circle a tournament, and then you say, "Well, we'll see," and that affects you mentally. I'd like yeah. to see you 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 pull uh, Adrian O'Dwyer. I like you that. Know? I love that match. I love that yeah. match. I got a lot of respect for that guy. 
Uh, he was he was one of the guys that when I was first starting out and digging into like arm wrestling training, he was I, I, he has that awesome gym that like is super like like graffitied up and awesome. Hardcore. And then, yeah, he's doing all these weird movements and stuff and these advanced arm wrestling training things. Not to mention all the grip strength stuff. Like he's he's definitely a weirdo in the grip world, isn't he? Mate, re- Levi- you know you look at the stuff. I think it's a Leviathan gym, isn't it? You yeah. you look at the stuff at Adrian. Uh, Adrian's just a rock strong individual, and he's a true athlete. I've said it before. You know, former Olympian, true athlete, dedicates and achieves, and he's just been on a very steady, controlled progression. Um, and from day dot, he was one of those guys when he first rolled into one of the events that that I ran. Uh, I thought immediately, oh, this kid's different. Yep. He just just was. And it's been really nice to see a guy like that progress and do as well as he has. Yeah. Uh, and I, I'm very keen to see how far he can go in the sport, you know. There's a, yeah, there's a few, few guys I've like that. I communicated nice back and forth with him early on, and I, I, he's, just been, he's just been a nice, a great guy too. Yeah. You know, I respect that a lot. So that'll be like you say, you and Engin, you and him. I'd love to, there's, a, there's a lot of ma- another one I love closer to home for you. I would love to see you and and uh, Herman Stevens. Yeah, yep. I think that'll happen at some point. Uh, it's almost a foregone conclusion. I, I have a feeling it'll probably wind up happening in a tournament format, most likely, mm. um, where we pull the same weight class, just because of the way Herman's stance is on certain things. Um, it's a, it's yeah. just a matter of time, I think. Good one, mate. That and that's another one where, if you got a result against Herman, that would probably feel really good because that's a guy that is without question very relevant. Oh, I got like the utmost respect for Herman. I rank him extremely highly um, <laughs> for a lot of reasons, um, and I've watched weights, but as far as where his level is and injuries and, and training commitment and everything, but we all know that when a, a trained up Herman is. Like really, possibly, you know, depending Scary. on the class, best in North America. Yeah, yeah, he really is a bad mother fluffer. Now, Rolly Royce. Obviously, uh, you've come back from Dubai. You've obviously been uh, sucking the living deal outside of your arms and shoulders. But <laughs> in terms of your sort of level of motivation right now, with having something planned at least for Norway in August, what's your Status, what's your regime, how hard are you focused on the case may be? So I got out of quarantine, I think on Tuesday or Wednesday last last week. So before that, I just trained at home and everything, you know, just did, did some. I, I came back super motivated because I, I went there, I was kind of out of shape. The only thing that was really good was my cup. Everything else was kind of, you know average in my opinion because i really haven't done uh, any training since november when i got covid at the end of november when i was trying to go to dubai first i was really in really really good shape mm. and um my left has been bugging me and everything else so i get back i got a lot of motivation um we, we don't know when anything happening here in latvia but we have underground practices and our underground practices are basically just uh Top 15 of the strongest guys in Latvia come together in armor. So the level is the highest you can find here. Um, I, I feel I'm doing really, really good, uh, especially with my right arm. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm, I'm very confident in my right arm and I just need to bring it up some levels and get, get 
my arm strength where my hand strength is because my hand strength is is now bigger than my arm strength. So the motivation is for me it's all the time. I don't care. I'm uh, I'm just I'm thinking about getting stronger. Doesn't matter who's coming. It's the same way that Giannis thinks. Kind of uh, I kind of rubbed off from him because it, there's no off season for him. It's like okay, just you know I keep training. Doesn't matter if I will have WL match for Hammer or you know what any other match. So. I'm I'm more of um, tired from uh, not training people, you know, not going to gym and having practices and training guys. I'm kind of I really miss that, and it's we're still waiting for something to open up here back in Latvia. But um, I feel that uh, when time comes and if that match with Proda will happen, I will be more than ready. Like my right arm last year, like transition from press to having a great top roll and it's mm. even better now i can just switch mm. between three different styles with almost anyone and uh there's just like maybe there's five arms in latvia that can beat me in my opinion you know that uh, i w- wouldn't have an even match with you know and those are elites of elites in my opinion so i'm i'm, I'm good i'm good we'll see what happens you know we'll see what happens yeah a dangerous roly ray is a focused roly ray <laughs> now then, guys, I'm going to end off this show with a, a topic that I'm pretty <laughs> sure will funny. probably take us to uh, <laughs> probably take us to the close. Fantasy, think about this could run and run. Think we've had a question, we've had two questions that, that sort of went in this direction. Fantasy all-time matchups, okay? Fantasy matchups of all time. Best matchups from history using any arm wrestler from any time period in any weight class in any place. If you look at that scenario, let's throw out some matches that you would have loved to see. It could be between two current athletes. What do you think are the best possible matches, past, present, and future? Hard that, isn't it? Uh, well, we and all pondered this. We want to see. We want to see Prime John versus Prime everyone else that's ever been in the question. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to, to, just to put a dot yeah, in it, you yeah. know. Yeah. I just started this is, with this Prime Danny Tesh versus Prime Jesus Christ, oh God. <laughs> and then I, I sort of worked down from that to sort of order. But know. for me, taking the obvious, taking the John factor out of it, which was the, the obvious one, I, I, I'd like to see, um, I'd like to see Richard Lubkeys again. Levine. I would. I I would love it. <laughs> I'd love that match. Yeah, yeah, I would. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Two monsters. Genuine monsters just coming at each other. <laughs> It'd be bloody interesting, that, wouldn't it? Like, a, you know, a prime, frighteningly strong, super explosive Lutkus against a now Levan. I'd love to see that. <laughs> That's right. Any advance on that, guys? Any bit? Because I'll tell you one I've got that I've always been I've always been interested in. I'd like to see a prime Gary Goodridge in a right hander. I get the best ever Gary Goodridge against the guy that beat Dave Chafee at the 2015 WAL season or 16 was it? Whatever year that was, was Engin when I need him. The best of Travis against the best Gary Goodridge. That would be interesting. 
And I, I'd look, I, I'd, uh, you know, who goes where? Who would you get? Who would you back? I would, I would love to see Supermatch. Sorry, 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 Neil, but I would love to see Supermatch Prime, eighty or seventy-five kilo Zaluya versus Prime seventy-five kilo Babaya Rustam. Like the super match that we wanted and never had, in my opinion, I think like you know that that would be just you know they are in a in a conversation of greatest hook puller ever, both of them, yeah. you know. Both yeah, so, and and we have seen some matches, but they were so 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 many times different classes and so many times, and it's never been in a super match setting. So hmm. you know, you got you got you got to have two thousand and eight Devin Larratt against the blank of. Somewhere on right, on right, oh, yeah. not the yeah. left, the, the actual right. Devin, yeah. when he was at yeah. it, that, 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 Alexi, Alexi versus two thousand and Alexi two thousand four versus two thousand eight. Uh, John, yeah, that would be the match. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. So like a two thousand and four Alexi against a two thousand and six Brzezink. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, that'd be a nice one, wouldn't it? Yeah. So, you know, one match that I always love anyway, I just love it, is um, I would love to see the most recent version of the top eight huge Evgeny Prudnik against even a quite recent Devon Larratt. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I just like that matchup. I think that matchup goes well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's why I think we when we've all imagined Devon in the top eight, I think a lot of us have imagined that match there and how good yeah. that match is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a proper match, that one. It's deep, it's grinding, it's technical. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. <laughs> could, be, could be mega. One match that I would also have, have, have absolutely loved to see as well would be... Oh, sorry, Ray, were you, did you have one then, mate? You looked like you just had a... I was going to Prime, Prime Gabby versus Prime Sarah. Both yeah. Ones. Yeah, that that's hard, isn't it? Because they've met a number of times, and it's always that argument on timeline. It's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. who was? Yeah, and they've and yeah. it's gone each way. It's gone yeah. both ways. Yeah. Maybe yeah. maybe we're still see. Maybe that maybe neither one of those guys has actually we'll hit. That's we'll what see. I was thinking. The, the prime we'll might, that might be the future match, right? Mm, yeah, about we'll doing past, present, future. Maybe the prime for those guys is in the future. I'd love to hear. Has anybody spot? Has you been any of the practice where Sarah's been at or anything, Paul? I have not. I have I'd love, not. To, I'd love to hear what she thinks of her, of her now. You know, where she puts her level now in the sort of lineage of what I'll, she's I'll, been. I'll reach out to Artem. He always, he's always in contact with her. Because mm. Gabby's another what? one that, you know, but when she's on, yeah. Christ. What about um, George Zakowicz, the uh, Engen Terzi? <laughs> I mean, that's a street <laughs> fight before it happens, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. That's yeah. the best one. <laughs> if we're going down... <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, 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 that's... Uh, I don't know. You go, I don't even know you can go there. I mean, you might have anything that happens to that, right? And if you see Engen. Yeah. yeah. Engen truly would be angry in that one. Like, probably, I think he would... What about, what about Anatoly Manasiev <laughs> against... Crazy George, Crazy the George. two original <laughs> Kings movers, <laughs> having a massive Kings move off. The guy that the guy that wrecked Engin's arm, Manasiev, <laughs> against George. Holy, yeah. that'd be bad. 
That would be a long, like, yeah, that would be so long. Oh, so <laughs> we're like, and and imagine you're commenting, you're you're trying to make up shit. You're like, you're, they're doing, oh my god, so much finger movement. <laughs> Here's one for you: the absolute very best version of Andrew Cobra Rhodes. Yeah, against the absolute very best version at that weight of Engin Terzi. Yeah. yeah. Both of them, yeah. if you could encapsulate their absolute best day. Epic. Terzi versus Rhodes. That would be... Yeah. i got to go over Cobra on that. <laughs> That's I where would I like actually that. go with Cobra probably just because of the natural size advantage. Yeah. That yeah. natural size advantage. Another great match has got to be the very best of Engin. Anytime it happened. The very best of Engin against the very best of Svetan Gashevsky. That's another one that's just... Ooh. Yeah, that's another one that's like... I can see Ray trying to work that out in his head. Eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I would just go wrong, there, mate. The like... very best Svetan, the very best... I'm, I'm thinking, can, can Svetan get in? And then I'm thinking, can he top drop? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you know, it's kind of weird. Yeah, we will uh, we will get lost in these fantasy matchups because they're fantasy. They're fantasies. They're fantasies. What about the very best version of Hermes Gasparini, which could be a future version? That's future. That should be future version. That's yeah. future. Yeah, against the very best version. Oh, I actually thought oh. of it before I even <laughs> went in there then. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually thought, yeah, I actually thought even better, Arsene Liliev at his best at around that weight against Hermes Gasparini would have been. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Liliev and Gasparini. At a, at a, yeah. That's another one that's got Ray tweaking. That's a interesting one. Yeah, I would go. I would with like, to, I'd like to see Oleg Oleg Zok against Travis Bajan. Lefty. Mm-hmm. Lefty. Yeah, yeah. That'd be <laughs> Such a shame what happened to Oleg because God. Yeah. 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 Two thousand eighteen Oleg rise. Yeah. On the rise, can he get back to that? Because of, oh dear, oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Stupid. Uh, he'll get back. He'll get back. He's still young, right? Yeah. How old is yeah. Oleg now? Twenty-eight. Nine. Is that all he is? Twenty-eight. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think he's older. I don't think he's older. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. he's younger. Okay. Here, here's one for you. What's your favorite match now from the middleweight division possible on earth? What match would you like to on see earth. than any other middleweight match in the world right now? Oh, I'm gonna go flying in with a start for ten that I just, I've just wanted to see forever. Uh, I really, really want to see Rob Vigent Jr. versus Sasha. I yeah. can't help it. Yeah, <laughs> that match, that blend of styles, that particular match, I really, really want to see. Yep, Sasha RVJ. I like that. 
I it really is... want to see Bojidar versus Makarov, right arm. Mm. I, that that would be a hook war, and for me, it's interesting. Can Bojidar held on to him, you know? And it's uh, or does Makarov have endurance, you know? Because that would be a bloodbath, you know. Everyone else, like if you if you're facing one of those two guys, you wanna if you have a chance, you wanna win quick, and you wanna keep stay out of their power, you know. And they would just like meet right in the middle. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope that match happens. <laughs> hope that match happens. We've got another. We're gonna have another show, which a fixed special, which will probably be dedicated to the one of the topics that we get more questions on than any other. And I've kept swerving them, dodging them, but I'm gonna take it on with and in the presence of greatness, arm wrestling old school and the fix to get different opinions on it. And it's all around the argument of best arm wrestlers of today versus very best arm wrestlers of any time and has there been that you know massive progression in the best versus best like we started with Lovan Saganashvili against Richard Lupkus we started with that one you know so that that's exactly what we're talking about if you take the very best guy from any time against the very best guy from now competitive not competitive and I'd love to get everybody but that is way too big to answer in the probably around a minute (laughs) (laughs) yeah in a minute it's not enough but it's a fascinating question because the 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 weight of competitors is what ultimately drives perfection so um there are are there is there more now i don't know i'm 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 assuming there is but anyway let's unpack that another time right and the other thing that makes yeah, the thing that makes that interesting too is is how much advancement in technique has there been over that time too. Yeah, you know, yeah. Is it technique or is it power? That's the thing because there's so many guys from so many different knowledgeable stances with viable arguments each way, and there's a lot yeah. of sort of passion in the debate, and some, like I say, some mm-hmm. viable points. You know, it's a, it's an interesting one. Isn't it? Well, yeah, it, it is, and especially because it's a sport where we actually have athletes that do span decades. So there are people who have lived it and can 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 be can give you their first-hand accounts, and you, you've got to give a lot of weight to those opinions. But and um, I've done that. I've actually spoken to a lot of these guys, like Lucas, like John, like uh, yeah. Ron Buff. I mean, John's perspective on it is that yeah, the, the best guys of all time would definitely be competitive. Now he said, like, if you take Johnny Walker. Yeah. the best of Johnny Walker and put him in anywhere with anyone at any time ever they're in a yeah. match and it doesn't matter who I'm like, oh so if yeah. you, you know you put him in with you know the likes of Babayev guys like that would he be and he's like oh yeah oh yeah you know like you need to know how good how, how good Johnny Walker yeah. really was at his peak you know it's interesting isn't it I mean I was talking to Engin the other day on the phone who, who's obviously very passionate about this debate he was on a show with Krasimir and it, and it continued after that and Engin mentioned on there he said you know he said if you look right now at Ron Bath and Ron Bath's position in the United States of America and his position all over the place and the yeah. fact that approaching 60 years old he's still competitive and he said are you it's telling not, me that just 60 wrong. year old Ron Bath is anywhere near as strong as a 35 year old Ron Bath you know, yeah. and he yeah. said, and that well, alone yeah. tell you. Yeah. The thing is, there's, there's, uh, in, you look at other sports, uh, like, like tennis, for instance, 
a lot of the advancements were in, in the technology of the racket itself. We're, we don't have that in the sport. And, and, and also, there hasn't been an increase in money in the sport. So there hasn't, there, there, there's no real reason, uh, tech, without technology or money driving a better standard, it's the only factor that I could imagine is, is the number of people. That's the only reason why it could statistically be argued in my head that it'd be better now. But, but I don't think that that change has perhaps been significant enough. So I think it's just, yeah, the killers from any decade, uh, are pretty much on par, I reckon. I really like the idea of, um, and I, it might not hold a whole lot of weight, but like, um, advancement in, in training, training equipment and approaches towards training. Um, just talking to a lot of old school guys, they talked about how they used to train and I think they trained really hard and I think they were super strong, but I think we just have access to more state of the art stuff and how much does that really factor in? And then the other piece of like, you know, the shifting through techniques. I talk to, you know, the standaways and stuff when I go down to sit downs and everything and they've been around forever. Steve is like a wealth of knowledge and they talk about like, um, and I got a bunch of guys who have been through like the old school time and they talk about the, the, the shift from like hook pulling, shoulder rolling to the outside arm wrestling. And when that was like a thing, those transition periods where top rolling was a thing, how it was perceived. And, you know, so obviously we've gotten a long ways as far as technique and how much does that really weigh in? So training like the, the factors of tra- like like Ryan saying, quantity of arm wrestlers, you know, accessibility. Um, training advancements and, and technique advancements to me, those seem to be the biggest factors. And that, that I think is where the, the discussion gets. Yeah. For, for me, the, the one factor is though, is the combat nature of it as well. Like even with all those refinements, if you dropped any of the killers in, particularly the technical ones back then, how quickly would they adapt to today's style? I think they would adapt like that right. thing. And, so, but I don't know. It, <laughs> right. That's that to me. That's almost like the relative factor though, too. Like when you make that discussion, like now versus then, are we taking and saying Richard Lupke's, you know, who never arm wrestled on the table because he didn't have anyone to arm wrestle with or whatever his rationale was. Are we now putting him into now where clubs are everywhere and we have arm bet? If that's the case, then I think it overwhelmingly favors the, the all times, you know. Yeah. No, it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, you know, you got people, some people see it's very black and white. And you had one of the guys in the comment and he said, oh, yeah, there's literally no discussion. The guys (laughs) of today would absolutely crush any, you know, any of the old school guys. Uh, In any sport ever, have you ever, can you make any argument at all about any situation ever where records haven't been pushed on that much? And you'd have to say, actually, yeah, you can. And there's another problem. I mean, Bob Beeman's long jump was a pretty good one, wasn't it? Bob Beeman's long jump lasted for so many years. It was set, I mean, it lasted something like, and I'd have to check back, but it was something silly like 20 or 30 years. And then if you go forward to the most recent one, I think Mike Powell might still hold it. That's also lasted. And it was like, he beat Bob Beeman by not a great deal. And then that's also stood for ever again, you know. And there's others, that's just one that came to the top of my head. No, it's an if, but if John had of one... Had, have, had John have pulled the, the top eight and won the 95 kilo top eight, he would have been his weight class champion spanning five decades. That's so, ridiculous, yeah. isn't it? Look at that. Right. <laughs> like, John is like the, John, you know, John's the Michael Jordan, right? 
Um, and like you think about what John did to, to achieve success, you know, and his philosophy towards training. Um, and he never seemed to really branch out from that because he didn't need to. Imagine, yeah. imagine if, if, if he if needed you, to. You plug him in here. Well, not, not even if he needed to, but if he just did. Like, yeah. what if he just if had all these mind, different mindset. Right. Like, yeah. and what did he well, say, Ryan? Like, he's getting ready for top eight. And what does he say to yeah. you? Oh, yeah, I started yeah. doing some wrist curls. What? No, no, it's, it's John, John the, the, the scariest thing that John said to me was when he was preparing for that top eight, he said, you know, I never in my entire life prepared fully for a match. No, he, he may, not, he's not joking as well. Knowing John for that long as well as I did, he's not kidding. He never I know, really that's just, that just like, what? Well, and that's why... That, that's why it's funny, Ryan, when you talked about like um, you know going and visit him, and he's asking you to show him some stuff in the straps and everything, and you're like blown away. Uh, but like that level of greatness that didn't have to really care about strap setup and stuff, and the fact that like people are like, well, how could Brian ever show John anything? Well, I mean, he asked, you know what I mean? So like he clearly saw some value to be gained there. And I look at it from the perspective: if John Brzezink came and lived at my house, and I made him go to the gym every day. I think I could add value to John for zinc. Not knowing what I'm doing, but just letting him feed off of my energy. Hey, John, we're going to the gym. I don't care what you say. Let's go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. imagine that guy. If he'd ever applied himself fully. Yeah. Holy You know, if he'd have been the obsessive compulsive train like a loony guy. Yeah. Oh, my. You know, I was speaking to Yanis on the phone. He's like, oh, Ray, ridiculous. Every time we're at the gym, Ray's always the last one to leave. He's always the guy that's doing one more rep of one more set of whatever the, we're doing thinking of things that can you know so if, imagine if you have that mindset and you put it in someone with a natural ability of john because there's always that guy isn't there yep. you know who like you say there's always in any sport or any discipline or any pursuit some guy shows up and you immediately wait you were talking about me yeah i'm like I'm like, I do that. I'm like, yeah, I'm the last guy to leave. Do one extra set. And <laughs> yeah, that's like, me. Like Lachlan Adair, isn't it? Lachlan Adair gets back from shopping, and nobody had ever really spoken about his speed. And then suddenly, you know, his missus says, oh, wait a minute, is that the phone ringing inside? And his missus is just at the car with the shopping bags going, fuck. Lachlan's really fast. You know, now if 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 Lachlan ever made his mind up to go out there and do like indoor sprinting, everybody's doomed. Indoor. Indoor. Look, look at the expression. Look at the expression on Lachlan's face in that picture. That's Ryan's background. That's the exact response he's given to the to all this. Yeah. That's the face he gives it right now. Yeah. Poor Lachlan. Eh? What has Lachlan ever done to anyone? Yeah. Lachlan's never done. <laughs> suddenly, Lachlan has become the new Tesh. <laughs> it's like Willow. That's what happens when you hang around Ryan. It's just yeah, Jordan Davis just sometimes come in. So yeah, I'll leave Jordan go. Yeah, let Jordan be. Ladies and gentlemen, we are an hour and a we're like an hour, like an hour and ten minutes in. Uh, we should probably wrap it up there, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, I want to say thanks, everybody, for tuning into The Fix. I want to say thanks to our resident co-hosts on here, Raymond, Rolly Royce, live pinch with his arms sucked to bits there. Look at that elbow. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're just joining us, he did that on purpose. 
Ryan, Blue Bowen, the man down under, saving his pennies, Oz dollars, so that he can, <laughs> at some point, or our vision here. Oz dollars, yeah, what the, not even a thing. And last but by no means least, the white orc in the mother-fluffing house, Paul Lynn, ladies and gents. If this is your first time, the Supernatural Strength Channel. To the fix, like, share, subscribe. Let everybody know about it. Remember, this is brought to you by the best beef jerky on the planet, Western Survivor. Check them out, www.westernsurvivor.ca. Ladies and gentlemen, get yours ordered today. And until we see you next time right here on The Fix... <laughs> Take it easy, Pete. What grabs your eyes on that, if anything? <laughs>